They finally beat Gunner for on-air personality of the year at work. Congrats, boys. You're listening to Quarian oh, Schultz. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Round two coming right now, Derek. Since we've no place to go, let it Round snow, two let is it on its snow, way, and... Conflicting reports what we will end up with today. But let me, can I say another public service announcement here? It is 2019. I understand that it is important to make sure that everyone is driving safely and to give yourself plenty of time because accidents can happen when it's bad outside. We already saw a terrible, tragic one earlier today. So I'm not making light of any of that. But last night it snowed. We got, what, probably three or four inches last night. And it came fairly quickly, and things were a little hectic there for a little bit. But by today, late morning, the roads were perfectly fine out. It was just like driving in on a rainy day. You do not, you do not, absolutely 1,000%, you do not need to rush out to the grocery store to load up on milk, eggs, bread, and everything else thinking that you're going to be stuck in your house. It is the craziest. I've said it before. I'll say it again, Derek, and I'll say it a thousand more times. Tonight when I go to bed and I'm asleep, while I'm asleep, you could come and barricade my place so that I can't get out. And if you said you're stuck in there for a week and I had zero preparation I had no clue that was coming. I'm stuck now for a week. I am a bachelor who has never, and I remember I said this once on Twitter and people are like, that's crazy. I've never cooked a meal in my life. I'm 47 years old. Never cooked a meal. It's not because I don't like food, but I don't have a kitchen that is prepared for cooking meals. And yet, I guarantee you, there's enough food in my place that I'd get by for, yeah, I mean, I might one day just have to eat a bag of microwave popcorn and get by on a couple green beans cans or spaghettios or whatever but i guarantee you there's enough stuff just laying around to get by i why do people think like oh my goodness i've got to get to the store now because we're we're, i I mean i get it if you need to get diapers you need to get uh, you know i get it but are people really that force a habit probably done it probably I mean, I can understand why people that are my parents' age do it because there really was a time when they were growing up where that's what you had to do. Yeah, and I also get that it kind of gets it, it gives you a feeling of coziness, right? Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to just sit in and watch movies and hang out. I get it. Like my parents would have to what load the covered wagon and then that's right. Try to get to wherever they were going. I think I have my timeline right. Uh, it's a big day, Derek Colts Monday night action tonight, and look. They went into the weekend with a 2% chance of making the playoffs. They are now at a 4% chance. So the, the odds Hell doubled. Yeah. And the wild card is back on the table again because the Steelers losing to the Bills. And also the Browns and Raiders are, are basically eliminated th- at this point from wild card contention. So it was actually a good Sunday yesterday <laughs> for the Colts. Very, very slim playoff chances. Um, if there was one result that you would like to have back, I, I think you would have preferred the Titans to win against the Texans in Nashville because you kind of need those teams. Realistically, Jake, the Colts' only ticket in is the division. They're, it's very unlikely that the Steelers are going to lose out. So – the Colts' real ticket is to win the division. Steelers lost last night. They did, uh, but they've got, I think, the Jets next week. 
So I don't think that the wild card is the most likely scenario. They're still mathematically alive. But if they win tonight, which is a big if, they're a 10-point dog and nobody thinks that they're going to go down to New Orleans and beat the Saints. Well, this is the challenge, right? But if they win tonight, they're going to get the Panthers and their third-string quarterback and a Jacksonville team that, yes, is coming off a win, but my God, they've been terrible really for the last six weeks. So it's not ridiculously out of the question – that if the Colts find a way to win. Tonight's the biggest hurdle, though. And I'll maintain that I really feel like the Texans and Titans could absolutely split and that Houston could lose in Tampa just like the Colts did and Tennessee could lose to New Orleans at home. All of that stuff is plausible to me. What I struggle with is this Colts team, with the way that they've played over the last six weeks, winning three games in a row. That's the hardest hurdle for me to leap over mentally. It's going to be tough tonight, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I I don't know about home field advantage in the NFL. I think it's far more of a thing in college sports. But if we were to rank the toughest road venues, getting Drew Brees and the Saints in New Orleans is about as tough as it gets. It's a lot like getting Peyton Manning indoors. It's just a really tough draw. Uh, Good afternoon to you. My name is Jake Quarry. That is the voice of Derek Schultz. This is the incredibly creatively and appropriately named now charitably award-winning, at least for the last year. Uh, Quarry and Schultz program here on Fox Sports 1260. Derek, the Colts in action tonight in Monday Night Football. We'll talk about it with Greg Doyle, I'm sure, in the 5 o'clock hour. Then at 6 o'clock, we move over to our sister station, Q95, for the Chapman Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing pregame show. We also have our Wings, etc. gift card trivia contest to do in the 5 o'clock hour. No, no trivia. What's that? Oh, just a gift yeah, card. Yeah, it's Sorry. just straight gift cards. All, every day this week, we'll give Hell you yeah. 25 bucks to Wings, etc. So you don't, you don't even have to do anything. You just got to call up. My question for you, though, Derek Schultz, would be this, and that is, um, this is what, the 25th time the Colts have played on Monday night since? No. Uh, it tonight is, is the, the 25th Thursday night or Monday night football game since winning yeah, the, combined the Super Bowl with in 2006. Right. But not always at home, right? No. Uh, in fact, I did the math, and I might be the only person interested in this, but it is something that surprised me. The Colts have played, as Jake said, 25 combined Thursday night and Monday night football games since they won the Super Bowl. Tonight will be the 20th that they've played on the road. So the Colts have only played five times on their home field since the start of the 2007 season in a Monday night or Thursday night game, which is a very odd thing to me. Sunday night football is much more even. The Colts have actually played exactly 25 times Sunday night football since 07, and 13 of those have been away and 12 have been at home. So almost a dead even 50-50 split. But in this case, 80% of the time, the Colts have been on the road. Now, I did a little homework on this as well, Derek, because I know that a lot of people have said that the reason the Colts don't get a lot of these games is because the convention business in Indianapolis prohibits that from happening. And I can tell you just in researching it, asking around, talking to people, The city of Indianapolis, or at least the bureau of it that puts together the convention schedule, which happens to be under the same umbrella as the Capital Improvement Board, which is the same umbrella that oversees Lucas Oil Stadium. So Sports Corps, Visit Indy, CIB, everything working together cumulatively, right? Correct. They, They work with and jive with the Colts' schedule and vice versa, and try to make sure that there are no particular conflicts 
But there has not been a case where the Colts attempted to do or take an NFL schedule to the city where the city said that's not possible because of the convent because it's already booked. Lucas Oil Stadium is used for conventions, and there is an increased number of conventions that are using Lucas Oil Stadium as part of their rental, if you will. But there has not there has not been a case where the NFL said to the Colts on blank date we would like to do a, a primetime game, and the Colts then had to go back to the NFL and say we can't do that because the, there is a convention that is occupying the space that has that is not that has not taken place before there have been times where it is hey we'd like to possibly do a game this time okay well we have a convention there let's see what we can do let's Mm -hmm. see you know let's massage things out but there has never been one where they had to pick one versus the other has not happened yeah I just never thought I I get that somebody said that and so people believe it but I've just never thought that that was very plausible because look at New Orleans Jake New Orleans is a smaller market like Indy New Orleans has a healthy convention business like Indy I'm not sure where they stack up head to head but I'm sure it's comparable and New Orleans has a much larger tourism take I would assume than what Indianapolis does with out of town people going to Bourbon Street and all of that and this is the 10th time that the Saints have hosted just Monday Night Football alone since 2010. Tenth time. Colts have hosted three times in that span. So if it comes off as whining, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm just fascinated by the fact that the, the league continually puts the Colts on the road in primetime games, particularly Monday and Thursday night games. The Thursday night thing is ridiculous. Uh, they're, they're on the road literally every single Thursday night football game, and it's nonsense, and it needs to change. That should really alternate season to season. And I don't know why it doesn't. Alternate, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Well, that's good. A long weekend, so that helped. But it was Ashley's birthday weekend, so Friday, we, we kind of just did family stuff all weekend. Friday, we went to this trampoline park up in Noblesville and took Big Boy there. He really liked that. There was a ball pit. Um, We went to Christmas at the zoo. We ate Mexican food. And then Saturday night for Ashley's birthday dinner, we booked a space at Studio C. Greg Hardesty, who used to run Recess, has his own place uh, in Midtown right by Mama Corolla's, in between Mama Corolla's and the Monon, basically, that little strip back there. Okay. With, like, Agrarian and some of the other businesses. that There's, like, a yoga studio. Mass Ave Toys is back there now. And he's got his own space, Studio C, and we we booked a nine-person private dinner with college friends and just kind of told old war stories and all got together, which was a lot of fun because we just so rarely are able to all get together anymore. Studio C, what what does the C stand for? Uh, I think it, the C is for culinary, like it's culinary studio. And what kind of food is it? Well, you pick the menu. So we chose what we wanted, and Ashley's favorite thing is Greg used to have this thing at uh, called the Room 4 Burger that he'd serve sometimes at recess, and it's really just a burger. Um, but it's the best burger that you'll ever have. So we had burgers and uh, and some app stuff and – you know, nothing too fancy schmancy or anything like that, but just with good company, and it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you have fun in Milwaukee? I did. You I love PBR, Milwaukee. I saw, right? Yeah, Milwaukee. You know what's funny, Derek? The first, not the first, but several years ago, probably seven or eight years ago, I mean, you've heard me talk about it. When I was in Milwaukee, I wanted to, to try to find the Paps Brewery, and... 
excuse me, I had to sneeze there. Um, when I found the Paps Brewery, they the the original brewery that was built like in you know 1905 or whatever. It's just a complex of huge old buildings, and that's where I came upon a gift store that sold nothing but Paps stuff. And I met a guy, Jim, who had just bought the buildings. As a matter of fact, he paid fifty grand, took out the loans and everything else, and paid fifty grand to buy the entire Pabst complex. And they told him that they would sell it to him for fifty grand up front, but he had like ten years to pay off an eleven million dollar balance for it because he had plans on what he could do and was confident that he could make the eleven million. Um, we, you know, investors and, and other yeah. such things, obviously. He turned it into a brewery called Best Place at Pabst. And I kid you not, I had to have been one of the first five customers in that place. There was, I mean, he had just opened like a month before. They had Pabst, Blatz, and Schlitz on tap. That was it. It is now. Is re- Schlitz made by Pabst? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was back in the day. Okay. I, um, it is now. Rented out 200-plus nights a year for weddings awesome. and different things. He's He he ended up getting the investors and has made – he paid off the balance already after like six years, five years, something like that. And it's awesome. So we always – that's the first place we go. And when I called there to make sure they were open because they're – and make sure they weren't being rented out. One time they were being rented out for a wedding, and he's like, just, just show up. So I did, and he let me sit in Captain Papp's office with a – with my own little poll. I remember you taking thing. a picture, yeah. Uh, but this time I called and literally he answered and goes, Hey, Jake, how are you? Yeah, good. You know, we're up here. Ah, yeah, come on by. We'll be here. So we went there. We went to um, – I did go, Derek. Now, I find this – I, of all people, I. Okay, keep in mind the source here. I found this odd, a little distasteful. There's a cigar place that I like to go in Milwaukee, but they have – their own, you know how places have their own draft beer. Like here, there's probably a, a place you know that has the the Peyton Pilsner or something that that localizes it. Uh, they have their own craft beer at one of these places called Cannabis Cream Ale, and it's got Jeffrey Dahmer's mugshot on the the tap. Yeah, that seems a little distasteful, right? Seems in poor taste. Well, you know, I I am very pro. Did I say cannabis? Can- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cannibal, Cannibal Cream Ale. Oh, yeah. It's Cannibal Cream Ale with Jeffrey Dobbs. It's a, it's a big difference. Yeah. Cannibal Cream Ale. I mean, he's from Milwaukee, man. Like, there are still victims, families there. It's, yeah, okay. At any rate, we went, uh, we went there. I just, Milwaukee is fantastic. We went downtown yesterday right on the lake shore, um, went to the art museum, which is on the lake. I mean, it, Yeah, I saw all of Shannon's boomerangs on Instagram, so. She likes those, right? She loves boomerangs. Yeah, yeah. she seems to be a fan. Yeah. But it is, I love it. I love the city. I love that we've gone up there a couple of years now at, at the holiday time. People got confused, Derek, and then I promise we'll get into the Colts here coming up, including their playoff hopes. But I did send a tweet. There is a mall called Grand Avenue in downtown Milwaukee that is basically the exact same as Circle Center. It's like three levels. It's a beautiful facility. It, it snakes through several downtown buildings. And it was at its apex in the 90s, early 2000s, and it's now basically abandoned. There's a TJ Maxx and a Foot Locker. That's it. And the rest of it, I mean, it's sad. It's depressing and it's sad. And I took a picture of it and just simply said, show me my worry for Circle Center. And, like, people jumped all over me saying that I was being fake news and irresponsible because I was trying to pawn it off as Circle Center. And and I should have been more clear, and I apologize for that, but I was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. 
You know yeah. what I mean? I, I knew you were in Milwaukee, but if somebody didn't know that you were in Milwaukee, right. they would have just assumed because a lot of those malls look very, very similar. Correct. But I did. I loved it. Uh, hey, Jake, cannabis cream ale sounds yummy. Yeah, no, I don't know why I said cannabis. Yeah, Cannibal. I drink, I drink that. Cannibal sure. cream ale, and I I took a picture of the – they were selling T-shirts, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think – even I, right? You know what? We're on the topic of, like, namesakes for things. Aren't you a little – I'm not going to say that I'm annoyed. I, I think it's just an oversight. I'm a little bit surprised that no one has ever named anything after us, like a food or a beer yeah. item. Like the Quarry and Schultz burger or the, you know, the Schultzy salad or yeah okay um, Schultz and hops. What? You know, stuff like that. Like a, a beer, um, you know, obviously I'm working on the coffee thing, but that's that's my own doing. That's not something that somebody else did. Okay. Now, if anybody licensed something under my name, th- I would have to get a taste, both literally and figuratively, financially, and if it's edible, I'd, I want to eat it for free hey, for the rest of my life. But did you see the guy on Live PD from Lawrence? No, I don't watch that. I listen, Derek. We got to get this guy on the show. It's it's the Ked Woodley of Indy. I'll tell you about it, and I'll play what he had to say. But we'll get into the Colts next. It's Corian Schultz. Want your voice to be heard? Dial us up now at 239-1260. This is Quarian Schultz on Fox Sports 1260 Indy Sports Station. I'm trying to log in here, Derek, into the next gen system, and I keep you and I have to use your login, and then I keep forgetting that i have to spell your name incorrectly yeah please don't use my login for things that's the only thing i can log in on this side mm. might not work um there's a guy that's going to be an indianapolis rock star that was on live pd i'll get to that in a little bit but 239-1260 is the telephone number and derek we're talking about the colts and their playoff hopes and what is on the line tonight basically everything for them right i mean you're going into a place where Drew Brees can set the record for most touchdown passes in a career. He could surpass Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in one game. Of course, you know, then he and Brady would go back and forth, back and forth. But uh, nonetheless, you have that in play, and New Orleans is a difficult place to play, and in particular in these type of situations regardless. But bottom line is the Colts want to – keep their playoff hopes alive they got to come out with a win tonight yeah really it's one of those games that if you win you could it's still going to be a very much an uphill climb and the Colts destiny is completely out of their hands but if you do win tonight then it does breathe some life back into this season um it it, here's how I'll put it Jake and this may be a little bit too I, I don't know graphic um this keeps the machine beeping for the Colts if they win tonight Colts would still be on life support, but it keeps the machine going. If you lose tonight, especially if you get your doors blown off tonight, then you know you're dead and buried, pretty much. Um, not pr- take them pretty much right out of it. It's over. Um, but if you win, there is still a very small chance that you can kind of get things moving again. And, and really, I just think it, it, wouldn't it be so strange if the Colts ended up going eight and eight and missing the playoffs? Or even if they go nine and seven and they win in New Orleans in Arrowhead, wouldn't that be just the perfect kind of microcosm of what this season has been for the Colts? Totally up and down and unpredictable. Yeah, what do you do? It's hard to really get a handle on them, but it's just really difficult, Jake. For me, I I have this strange feeling that they're going to play well tonight, but it's really difficult for me to like fully buy into the Colts' chances because they they've really given us nothing over the last six weeks that indicates that they can win tonight's game. 
Um, you never say never. I'm not going to write anything off with this team, but with the injury situation and everything like it is and the Saints' ability to score points, unlike the Colts, it's going to be really, really difficult for them tonight. But I think some fans want them to lose. And I don't think really? there's something. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If that's your take on this, if you think the Colts' playoff chance is too small and you want them to lose I out and get a better root draft for pick, my team to lose. I don't think that that makes you a bad fan. I don't. I do. I stand by my uh, team. Okay. Thick and thin. Yep. I get it, Jake. I do. But there's this feeling that's out there why that coach loves me. You're a bad fan if you root for your team to lose and. I think being a fan is rooting for the best thing to happen for your team. And probably the best thing to happen for the Colts right now is to improve their chances of getting the best draft pick possible rather than win a couple of likely meaningless games and end up going 9-7 and seven and still missing the playoffs. Fair enough. That we makes have- some people upset, but it's true. 239-1260. Man, we got a string of... Uh, some of our most beloved listeners here waiting on hold right now, starting with our friend Steve. Anytime we mention Milwaukee, I know Steve's going to call the show. What's up, Steve? Hey, uh, first of all, Jake, thanks for being a great uh, champion of Milwaukee Tourism and Convention Bureau. And I got to tell you, that Pabst area is just a, co- a great success story in redevelopment. Oh, it's unbelievable. And they've got the Milwaukee Brewing Company right across the street from it, which is a newer place with a balcony and... They've got a great restaurant right on the corner from it. Uh, I'm telling you, Steve, I love Milwaukee. Absolutely love it. And and one more point about Milwaukee before I get to my point about the Colts. You were spot on about the shop, as I like to call it, the shop at Grand Avenue, and that could be the future of the mall in downtown Indianapolis. You were spot on like that. I have watched that property decline for 37 years, unfortunately. And it's beautiful. That's a sad thing. It's beautiful. It is. Hey, so we've talked a lot about the reason for the Colts' uh, less than successful season, and I'd like to offer this. The coaches, the the Colts' medical staff, you know, if they would have done a better job with Andrew Luck and a better job with Andrew Vinatieri, both might be finishing out the season this year, and the Colts would be playing for home field advantage. But we never hear anything about the uh, medical staff of the Colts. Sometimes tough decisions have to be made, and they might need to blow this unit up and bring in a whole new medical staff to help improve the health of the team. You know, part of – I appreciate it, Steve, and we've talked a lot about it, I think. You know, in Andrew Luck's case, part of it – part of it, not all. Part of it was Andrew Luck was in a position to get battered, and in addition to that, Andrew Luck, you know, running upright and, you know, linebacker playing quarterback, etc. he was going to take a beating. But that, Derek, the numbers back Steve up in the fact I am not by any stretch of the imagination insinuating nor even alleging any sort of a medical malpractice within the Colts' medical staff. That would be both ignorant and naive of me. However, there is no doubt about the fact that whether it's the turf, whether it's lack of contact in drills, whether it's just terrible luck, whatever it might be, the Colts are more injury-prone than the rest of the league over the last, say, what, six years? Yeah, the results are what they are. You can be a mechanic and think you know your way around the car and and even at times, you know, most of the time do the right thing, but if cars keep coming back in for service over and over again, what are they going to say? You can be licensed and, and everything like that, but the results are what they are. 
Why, why do we not have internet in here? I don't have the internet. Uh, my internet's been fine I'm today. supposed to do a radio show. Think about this. We're asked to do a four-hour sports talk radio show about what's going on currently in the world. We have no television that was supposed to be delivered like three months ago. I have a TV in here. It's not plugged in, but it's brand new. We have no internet. And, you know, what's going on here? I mean, are we doing a radio show or what are we doing? My internet's fine. I have no internet in here. Mine's lightning fast. Yeah. Well, I'm good. I'm glad. Did you unplug your modem and then plug it back in? I've done everything. Started, restarted, you know, you name it. No internet. Got to make sure no one else is using the phone because if you pick up the receiver. (laughs) Everything I do, it says, ah, snap, something went wrong while displaying this web page. When's the last time you restarted that computer? Uh, Seven minutes ago. Uh, Seven minutes is about how long it lasts, (laughs) so you might want to restart that again. I mean, seriously, what are we doing? 239-1260, a couple of Saints with a chance to make history tonight. Records that are held by former Colts. I'll tell you what those are. Also, we'll catch up on calls. We just talked about it. Where were you? No, you missed the second one. I missed the second, but not the first. You missed the second one, though. Okay. Is that the big one? It's Corey and Schultz. No, the big one is the one that you mentioned. Yeah, okay. Fox Sports 1260. Hey, it's Schultz for my friends at Window Nation. It's the holiday season, and Window Nation is stuffing stockings with savings this year. Call Window Nation today for a free in-home estimate, and when that happens, they'll come out to your house within 24 hours and provide you with exact pricing. They've got a great deal for you to hop aboard this week. Buy one window, you get one free, and there's no limit. Buy two, get two free. Buy 10, get 10 free. Buy 20, get 20 free. Plus, zero down. Make zero payments. Pay zero interest until 2021. That's a lot of zeros. And get this, you get a free $50 Amazon gift card with a price quote. 86690Nation to take advantage of this great offer. WindowNation.com. With over 1,500 customized window styles and options to choose from, including both vinyl and wood, Window Nation has what you're looking for. They've got locally made windows specifically designed and engineered for Indy's unique winters. They did a great job with the atrium window in my kitchen. Trust me, guys, Window Nation is going to take care of you just like they took care of me. That offer, again, just in time for the holidays. Right now at Window Nation, you buy one window, you get one free, and there's no limit. Plus, put zero down, make zero payments, and pay zero interest until 2021. And they'll throw in a free $50 Amazon gift card with a price quote. 866-90-NATION, windownation.com. Tell them the very merry Derek Schultz sent you. They're the two most handsome fellas in Midtown. You're listening to Aquarian Schultz on Fox Sports 1260, Indy Sports Station. Jake, I'm not doing this to... Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here, but it's not to, like, question your sports thoughts because I don't think a lot of people know this. But... Do you know who holds the single-season NFL record for receptions in a season? Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Do you know when he did it? You would have been working at RTV6. Um, and I'm not sure if it was a big deal or not. 05 or 06. It was kind of a forgettable season. 02, actually. Okay. He had 142 catches, which is a record that still stands today. And it's amazing considering that basically Jerry Rice owns every other receiving record that there is. No demand, no yes. No demand. Um, Michael Thomas, the Saints wideout, is on pace to break that. In fact, he's averaging over nine catches and 100 yards per game this season, which is just insane when you really think about it. But he's only 21 catches away from Harrison's mark of 142. You know what he should hope for? So I guess he's not on pace to break it, but he's he conceivably could break it. 
Well, he would be on pace. Well, yeah, he would. Yeah, nine times three is 27. 27 is more than 21. Okay. Yeah, so he is on pace. Now, what he should hope for is that the Saints in week 17 have to go in and play on a skating rink in Buffalo and that the general manager comes out and says records don't matter and then has him go out and catch like the first five passes before then sitting down. Well, right? I know they've got the Texans left. You want me to look at their remaining schedule, see if they're playing anybody in snowy environments? Eh, they are not. Colts at home, in Nashville, in Carolina. Yeah, Nashville could be snowy. Yeah. Unlikely, I but. I guess. Maybe. That dude's a freaking beast, though. My God. He, he just goes out there and gets like 10 catches, a buck 50, two tutties like every week. It's insane. Touchdowns is fine. Perfectly he's just, sufficient. He's just, dropping, he's just been dropping tud bombs all over okay. the NFL. All over the NFL, he's been dropping them. 239-1260. Uh, our friend Spencer joins us now on line two. Hey, Spence, how are you? Pretty good. I... I been a lot better if i hadn't been driving home um through the snowstorm last night from the pacers game which was not great yeah, yeah it was not good last I, night i had to go downtown to do channel eight last night and uh and like jake said you know the roads were untouched so i mean i got there i didn't i didn't fear for my life or anything but the plows don't usually come out i think until overnight yeah no it, it, the later it got the actual better the roads got so is what it is but i really think tonight as a Purdue fan, I'm going to have my Drew Brees jersey on, and I don't care, even though I'm a Colts fan. It's At this point, the Colts aren't making the playoffs. What purpose does winning this game suit you? Because they do not have a guy that can go into places consistently at quarterback and win games like this like they had with Luck or Manning. Well, few teams do. That's the problem, right? I mean... So what's the purpose of going 7-9 and nine when you can go 6-10? and 10? and get you either want to be really good in the NFL or really bad. No, you're right. I mean, there's no doubt. I, I hear you. You know, I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate a little a little bit. I hear you. I don't think that the Colts answer at quarterback. I could be wrong. Let me let me refer. There is a chance that say Tua drops to them. I get it. But I've seen like I've seen mock drafts where he's going like 20 like the Packers pick him in the 20s. Right, I get it. I, I but here's the thing. If that's the case, then it doesn't matter for the Colts whether they finish 7 and 9 or 6 and 10, right? The difference if if two is going 28th, yeah. then the difference between picking 17th or 12th is irrelevant. Yeah, no, that's true. Um but again, you know, it's funny that Spencer calls right after I say that because I I think I don't think Spencer's alone there. I think there are other fans that want kind of the same thing, and it's not because they're not Colts fans. It's because they want the better draft pick. Uh, I will say this, regardless of how you feel about tonight's game, me personally, I would love to see Breeze break the record against the Colts. I just think it would be fitting, you know, given Breeze's strong connection to this state for being an all-time legend at Purdue and the fact that Manning has the mark, and I know that Manning said it in Denver, but still, he's ours. He's not theirs. I think it would be neat for Breeze to get the three touchdowns and break the record tonight. Brady's right there too. Brady is one away well, from Manning's mark. I thought it was I thought Brady already eclipsed Manning. Brady has eclipsed Breeze. He needed an extra two touchdowns yesterday to eclipse Manning. Yeah, so I mean Brady so and Breeze are gonna go back yeah, and forth on this. So right? it's Manning five thirty nine, Brady five thirty eight, Breeze five thirty seven, if I have it right. 
Do you know something that Nick Yeoman pointed out today that blows me away? What's that? Do you have the NFL on Fox theme? Oh, I can get it. Yeah, find it real quick. This is one of those things that Nick Yeoman, who I do IndyCar radio with and does radio in Lafayette now, Nick tweeted this out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I never made this connection. All right, play l- – let me cue something up here, Derek. Play for me first the don't, – don't hit my computer yet – the NFL on Fox theme. Okay, so that's the NFL and Fox. Now my computer is going to take forever here to queue up. This is a great sports song. Nothing beats Round Ball Rock from Tesh, but this would be close. I love the CBS college football theme too. Okay, you ready? You ready for something here? Sure. Turn that down, right? Yeah. Here we go. Hit this. <laughs> yeah, no, I can hear that. I've never put that. T- you had never put two and two together there, right? Okay. Hold on. I'd never put two and two together, yeah, had you? Look at that. Play, okay, play the end up. We'll go back to back here. You ready? It's the same thing. Yeah. It literally is the exact same. That one part is the same thing. Right, but I'm saying. Everything else is different. This isn't Vanilla Ice, Queen, David Bowie or anything, but. No, it's dead on. It's the exact same. But just for that little part, the whole song's not a ripoff. But Derek, the NFL on Fox, that, that little part is their entire theme, right? Well, no. Play it again. Play it again. Okay. Go go ahead. Okay. Now, here you go. Yeah. Okay. That's that one part. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it's. No, I think it's cool. It's got to be based off of it is what I'm getting at. It has to be, right? There are notes that are the same, so sometimes, you know, there are rock songs that sound similar, and I'm I'm sure it was just a freak occurrence. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay. It's just the holiday season, so it was on Nick Yeoman's mind. Now, I want to tell you one other thing that I noticed that happened over the weekend. You ready? You have never watched Derek Live PD? No. Okay. Live PD follows around. You know what it is, right? It's on A&E. It's on every weekend night from 8 until midnight. And they follow, they have cameras with like 13 different police crews across the country. And and it's live. I mean, I'm sure it's on like a five-minute delay, but they'll say like, let's go to Slidell, Louisiana. We got a police chase in action. Boom, you watch. One of the police departments they follow is the Lawrence Police, which is basically Pendleton Pike and East here in Indy. And they got a call to go to a guy's apartment for a noise complaint. Now, I obviously just videotaped this off of my television. But they show up at this guy's house. 
that's wearing an asking Alexandra T-shirt, and he's got long. He's sixty-one years old, and he had his girlfriend with him in the apartment. There was a, a noise complaint. His girlfriend was like twenty-five. He's sixty-one. He looks like Ozzy Osbourne, sounds like Ozzy Osbourne, and was a total character. Um, and among other things, he he had. They kept going back to him because they're like, "Well, we got nothing else to do. Let's go back to Matthew in Lawrence, Indiana, while he's talking to the cops." This is him talking to the cops. And by the way, and he admitted he'd been drinking a little bit of Crown Royal, Derek. Okay. Had a couple of little crown, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like he a little was, crown. He was, he was both incredulous and impressed and excited by the camera as well, and clearly didn't know what live PD was. But this is about thirty seconds here, Matthew talking to the police. Here we go. He's taking his hair out here. Here we go. I'm not really hear registering anything. Can you boost that at yeah, all? Yeah, I'm trying. Hold on. We we might have to play it on can my you, computer in here. Ah, uh, you can. Okay, go yeah. to my go to my Twitter account. You'll see. Okay, it, it might be too low, but he basically uh, promoted the fact that he has a YouTube page where he does nothing but plays. You'd love his YouTube page, Derek, because it's just him playing the hits of hard rock songs over the years, and oh, in a beautiful musician, in a just a golden singing voice, and he had 19 youtube followers at the time that live pd showed up in his apartment uh now over 11,000 including yesterday another video of just he and his girl drinking crown and smoking cigarettes we'll see if this is any better it may be too low yeah he's an opportunist because I'm a badass. Yeah, I make my uh, music. He's saying I'm a badass. Uh-huh. It's still Silent. really low. Nobody ever hears it. And it's all original. And it's beautiful. I even do some really cool covers, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, then he goes on to talk about, um, he looks at the camera and he's like, was that thing on? Awesome. This guy was great. Look at him, Derek. Just look at him. Yeah. We got to get this guy on the show. I'm telling you. He would be Ked Woodley level gold on this program if we can get okay. him on. I, I think we've kind of reached into that bin enough. Remember no, Billy I'm and Kokomo? The Billy from Kokomo. Stolen. Billy from yeah. Kokomo was beautiful. When we had Billy from Kokomo no. on, Derek, the highest podcast we've ever done, right? Uh, highest, but not for the reason that you think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Uh, by the way, one note I wanted to pass along before we get back uh, into, and again, 6 o'clock we'll be over on our sister station, Q95. And big news out of Bloomington today that we're going to get to. There's going to be a change at the top of athletics, but I also wanted to pass this along. Uh, Bill Simpson is a guy who has been an integral, integral part over the years of safety when it comes to the Indianapolis 500. Simpson fire suits are extremely well-known, obviously staples among the racing community. And Bill Simpson, when he decided to go into his own impact racing, he did an offshoot, basically, of the company that he had founded. And his famous moment was when he was trying to display the quality of the fire suits that he made and was challenged with his Nomex material. He was challenged to set himself on fire, basically. And he said, all right, I'll do it. And he did. He poured gasoline all over himself and obviously was able to walk away because of what it was that he had invented and developed. He was dedicated to the safety. I met him after he had started Impact Racing, which was his latest venture, helmets and fire suits primarily. 
he was always very nice to me and as far as I know was um, committed to driver safety and racing. He suffered a stroke over the weekend and Bill Simpson passes away at the age of 79. He is somebody whose contribution and foresight within the sport of racing will be felt and will continue to save others and allow them to themselves live well into their late 70s for a very, very long time because he was committing to make sure that those that took the ultimate challenge would be able to feel comfortable that they could walk away from it. So Bill Simpson will be missed passing away at the age of 79. Derek, there's a change in Bloomington. You want to get to that next? Yeah, we'll do that. And more of your phone calls as well. It's Corey and Schultz. They're contractually obligated to follow each other on Twitter. You're listening to Query and Schultz on Fox Sports 1260 Indy Sports Station. Fred Glass stepping away in Indiana in the spring once the school year, athletic year, whatever you want to call it, is completed in 2020. We'll react to that coming up here in just a little bit. But first, back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Robert says he's got a theory on your song matching deal, Jake, from last segment. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, it reminded me, John Lennon did an interview uh, not long before uh, he was killed. And it was one of those really long articles. And uh, it was either Rolling Stone or Playboy. But uh, he he basically, they were asking about George Harrison, who you may know got, got nabbed for that with his hit song, My Sweet Lord, which used the same kind of uh, chord progression as, a, as an old Chiffon song, He's Still Fine. And he always protested his innocence. But John Lennon basically defended him. And what he said is that basically everybody does that. They'll disguise it, but they'll get the... He said there's only so many chords, there's only so many notes. There's no way you're not going to start lifting things from other people, whether you admit it or not. Yeah, I, and, I, mean, I can uh, absolutely just, see I that. Remember, I, I, I mean, I can see that. I, yeah, I agree with sense. you that there's only so many variations. But I mean, the it and I know that they have a different crescendo leading into it. But then all of a sudden, the Fox theme is da 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 da, which has and sleigh ride is giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. It's I mean, you know, it's interesting. But thanks for that, Robert. It's. It's a plausible explanation. I'm not saying it's egregiously stealing from him. I just, I, I just found it interesting because I'm like, how did I never make that connection? Jake and his conspiracy theories. How did I never? No, but when I, but when he said it, I was like, oh my gosh! Like once you hear it, it's, it's incredibly obvious. It's, you're like, how did I never make that connection? That's all. You know, Derek. How about this? How many? You think it's uh, above or below fifty percent number of household name? Christmas carols that have nothing to do with Christmas. Sleigh Ride's one of them, right? Uh, yeah. Winter Wonderland? Um, I'd have to go through all the lyrics. I mean, Pastor Brown, they mentioned, right? But that's... Yeah. I, I don't know. Or, yeah, I, I haven't thought about it. Not Pastor Brown. Um, Whatever it is. Parson Brown, yeah. Two three nine twelve sixty. Frosty uh, Anne is very Frosty? happy. She's in a jolly mood because her bills have hit the double digit win mark for the first time in twenty years. Hi, Ann. Yeah, there's a lot of celebrating going on in Buffalo. That's all I can say. There's a lot of celebrating going on, and it feels good. And 
It's, uh, you know, they did make it two years ago, but it didn't feel as good as this one does. Yeah, because if I remember team. right, two years ago, didn't they need some, like, crazy Andy Dalton Hail Mary or something to, to get in on the yeah. last day? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and actually, when he did do that, people of Buffalo donated $200,000 to his foundation. I remember that. How much? Wait a minute, my son just yelled something. What? Oh, sorry, it was 400 And you're selling them short. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the, the, good, the wonderful thing is he turned around and donated it back to uh, Roswell and the Children's Hospitals in Buffalo for children's cancer. Oh, well, that was so really that was, cool of him to do that. Yeah. He's, he seems yeah, like a good yeah. dude. And, and do oh, you yeah. feel like Josh Allen, do you feel like the Bills, like that he is becoming an integral part of what it is that they're doing, or is this a team that is winning based on their defense and he's just simply not driving it into a bridge embankment? Um, I think he's a, he's a part of it because I've never believed that he was all of it. Yes, their defense was great yesterday, especially Tredavious White, and you know they had four interceptions and and whatever, and it was it was good. But I don't. He's a part of it. But what I commented to my son on during the game was the fact that Josh Allen, he has has enough, I guess, humility. I want to say or whatever to sit back and say, "There's a whole lot more I need to learn," and he's learning it. Somebody wants to teach it to him, he's going to learn it. And that, I think, is an integral part of it. So I'd like to see him do well. I mean, he, he reminds me a little of Philip Rivers. He just kind of has, like, the same demeanor about him. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but. It's a great story. I mean, it's a long time coming. They, were, they weren't the Browns necessarily, Jake, but, man. I mean, that team was one of the most irrelevant teams in the NFL for the better part of the last 20 years, and for them to come back like this, a season that completely came out of nowhere, good for them. I'm just excited that another AFC East team actually won 10 games. That's a really exciting development because for as much as people trash on the AFC South, um, if you really go back and look, the AFC East has been a, a pretty much a disaster for most of the 21st century. The Jets made a couple of fluke AFC championship game runs, but those were both 9-7 and seven football teams. Two three nine twelve sixty. Hi Jonah, thanks for being patient. How are you? I am wonderful. I just got some In and Out Burger, so I'm pretty sure all of Indiana that's listening is going to be a little jealous. Jonah, you want to know my unpopular opinion? You don't like it. I don't dislike it. Overrated though. It's good. It's good. And it, it is. Over, it is. It is overrated, though. It's, I, it's good, but it's not like what people say, oh, my God, you got to have it. Right. I mean, it, I will say In-N-Out Burger, for those that are unfamiliar, popular fast food burger chain, essentially uh, west of Denver, basically, mostly the southwest and west. I, the, it is amazing how efficient they are. And, like, I mean, there's always a line around the building, and they are fast and friendly no, and fresh. Fast, friendly, and fresh, that man. Is, that is true. So I have something that's actually going to confirm what you thought about the uh, crowd in Nashville for the draft. I worked at a hotel in Castleton for seven years before I moved here. And I I will assure you, I have seen conventions. I have seen the 500, all those crowds. I have never once had a Monday night, Sunday night, or a Thursday night football 
or the Colts are hosting where we are just sold out or anything. Like, I barely get any crowd. So I'm not entirely sure why they think that's the case because there's plenty of hotel rooms to host. Well, here's uh, the thing, Jonah. It was never about the 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 conversation about Indianapolis being held back from hosting Thursday or or Monday night games is not about the hotel space. It's about the fact that many of the conventions utilize the space of Lucas Oil Stadium, which is attached to the convention center. So therefore, if there is a convention, they are utilizing the space that the Colts need for the game itself. But even though that is a popular sentiment or a common sentiment, I've talked to enough people to be able to tell you that the Colts, those conventions are usually booked six to eight years out. When the schedule comes out, the Colts go to the convention bureau and say, hey, here are the possible games we're going to be playing, and they work with one another. There has never been a time where Indianapolis has been denied a proposal for hosting a primetime game because of convention space. So you are correct, just for a different re- you know what I mean, in a different area. Yeah, but they even said there's a hotel shortage in Indy, and I'm just, I, I, I never really saw that notion because – I, for, like for the Super and, Bowl, I mean, I had to send people up to like Lebanon or even Anderson just for hotel rooms. And other than that, like I, if if they're thinking that hotels an issue for for Colts games, and that I I never saw that as an issue. Um, but who knows? I, I I can again, in particular on a Sunday night game, getting people to stay overnight in a city on a Sunday night is a challenge in itself. Indianapolis would be thrilled at the possibility of having to find. The hotel space is not the issue. Plain and simple. Hotel space is not the issue. It's not. There's There are plenty of hotels for people that are coming in for an NFL game. 239-1260. Uh, we mentioned Fred Glass. We'll give our thoughts on his legacy as he walks away after 10-plus years in one minute. Squaring Schultz.